Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson, and uh, I'm walking my dog right now. Uh, today, today I had my, um, how to say it, the, uh, my second, or not my second, uh, we had our monthly uh, second edition tournament. There we go. So, um, I, I thought I'd discuss lessons I learned from today's tournament. So um, I was going through, I wrote my tournament report already. Uh-oh. There's, there's, no, there's nothing there. Yeah, you're crazy. Okay, my dog's crazy. All right, so um, lessons I learned from today's tournament. So I was going through tournament reports and I was just reading all my tournament reports from like the last, just pretty much every tournament report I've written. And uh, I, I write tournament reports so that I can remind myself of things that have happened in previous tournaments and just kind of keep it a record and also, you know, so others can read them if they need to and want to get better perspective on what happened in the tournament. But I write them mainly so that I have something as a record to kind of look back at and make sure, you know, it wasn't high or whatever. So um, I want to take today to kind of talk about that kind of you know, I've been playing 2E, um, I guess, two years now. I think my first tournament was in August 2011, so I'm, yeah, uh, that, wow, it's two years. In two years, I've, I've pretty much been able to collect one of every card um, from second edition, uh, or more so than that, but... Uh, happen there. Alright, so um, so I've collected one of each card. Um, I've been able to uh, learn a lot. I've played in a world... Uh, no, I didn't play in a Worlds. I've played in the 2E Continentals, two 2E Regionals, and, uh, well, you know, what have I learned? You know, how am I a better player today than I was two years ago? Well, and, and, and I guess specifically looking back at what happened today, um, I decided to play Klingons. I've played Klingons in a tournament before, but this time I played in a more traditional Klingon deck, not a Riker deck, um, although that sounds like a lot of fun. I went with Al's, um, he called it, Don't Defend the Robots deck, and I went with that because, well, it's one original. So even though I knew I would have unfamiliarity with how the deck worked since I built it and hadn't played it before I went to the tournament, which I'm sure I've said on this podcast before, don't do, um, but I did anyway. So I went and sure enough, um, you know, I didn't win every game. I won two of the three, which is great. And I feel like that's a huge win. But I learned that, um, that it's okay, you know, that I learned that in order to grow, Right, um, by, by playing new affiliations and just you know, building a deck and playing it, I'm learning new things. Um, and that's really the only way to grow. And, and if I'm not growing, at least in terms of a 2E player, then, you know, what, I'm just going to play Relativity for the rest of my life? I don't know. No, I could, right? I mean, there's enough variety there in, in one affiliation. You can pick an affiliation and probably play it till you die, if you want. Uh, you know, you'll swap out a card here and there. And, and each affiliation has a sub kind of affiliation. But I wanted to play something new. I wanted to try something different. And I think that helps gain perspective um, as a player 
Um, probably, you know, in two years, I've probably had enough time to try to play every affiliation. I haven't, and I really ought to. I've only played Borg once. Um, I don't think I've ever played, I've played Romulans. I, I mean, I could pick a few affiliations. I don't think I've ever played, like, um, the normal Starfleet deck. I've played a Mirror one. I've never played the, the Nathan's one, the Dam Placed one, whatever. Um, and I've played against those decks enough to kind of get a feel for what's going on, but I just haven't played them myself. And you don't really, you gain a huge perspective by playing an affiliation you've never played before. Um, even if you've played against it, you, 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 you learn so much by building the deck and playing with it. You kind of get a feel for what cards make sense in the deck, what don't. And especially it helps you when coming up against the deck and picking dilemmas to throw against it. You go, oh, well, it's Borg, so I better not play uh, Secret ID against them. I mean, you get rid of the Queen, but you get Locutus back. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a bad example. So you, you think about... Um, you, you start to figure out what, you know, you're playing Fed, and if, if there might be uh, original thinker in their deck, you, know, you don't want want them pulling that back right out. Um, unless they've got some non-lines going on. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, so you learn a lot by trying a new deck, and that's, that's what happened today. So um, I didn't exactly know, you know, you, you gotta get the council card out, you gotta make sure to download guys all the time. And I was trying to do that, but I wasn't sure who to get, when to get who, and then I figured out, oh, there's not a lot of astrometrics in the deck, and I'm supposed to go solve wormhole negotiations, and it requires Astro. So I've only got the one guy with Astro. There's, there's like three guys with Astro in the deck, and I only have one out, usually. So it was, it was pretty painful, actually. I lost a game. I lost my first game against Casey because of that. So, um, and those are things that I find you don't really pick up on until you've actually played with the deck. And that's why I really suggest not going to a tournament and expecting to do well if you've never played with the deck before. Because not until you play with the deck a few times do you go, oh, these skills are missing, or I really need to wait for this guy, or, you know, wait, that card's supposed to be in there. So you can pull decks off the internet all you want. You just have to play with them before you can expect to do well with them. So I'm, I'm happy, I'm excited to play with this deck again at some point, hopefully in some more casual games, just get a better feel for it, figure out what the... If I should be downloading certain guys at certain times, um, is downloading all that important? Should I maybe try to adjust the deck, take it out? You know, there's a few things that I didn't like about the deck. There's no These Are the Voyages in there, and I think that card is is money, but there aren't a lot of six-cost guys in the deck, so what's the point? Um, so, you know, they weren't in there for the, in the first place. Um, just some general things that, that came up today. Uh, Oh, my opponent Jason was playing Uninvited. Uninvited is a seriously good card. Um, and I don't think you're going to get a lot of debate against that. You're going to see Uninvited is an interrupt that plays and lets you download a, basically a Searcher Dilemma Pile for a card that costs one or less, put it on top of your Dilemma stack. So you have to be able to pay for it, I believe. Um, you still have to be able to pay for the card. You can't just grab a card that costs one and put it on there. But you can grab a zero-cost card and then uh, pop that on top. And there's a lot of good zero-cost cards out there in a clutch uh, situation. So, so you, you, can, uh, you can use this card when 
the opponent has, you know, they're, they're going for the last mission attempt, and, and you, you play it, and they've already got, you know, more dilemmas under than they have attempting personnel, and you use that to grab something. Um, and, and the way Jason was playing with it, he was like, well, why doesn't every deck play with three of these? It was, it was, it was really fantastic. I mean, I, I did lose a mission attempt because of Uninvited, so... Um, you can use, I don't know, you can use it to grab Vault of Tomorrow or, uh, or, or anything. Oh, I don't think, no, I think Vault of Tomorrow costs two, but you can use it to grab other things that make sense. Um, things like, i trying to think of one, uh, you know, if there is enough cost, you can grab He Wasn't Nice to kill Archer. Um, or you can use it to grab, uh, Insurrection, that costs one, but it still costs zero, so you can use that in the clutch. Um... Gee, what's the what's the good cards to get with it? I'm trying to think of a good card to get with it. I can't think of one right now. But um, there there are definitely good cards to get with it. Uninvited is good. Um, it's not broken. It's just good because you still have to play with it. It's an interrupt. It's susceptible to other things. So you know you just have to be careful with it. It's just like any other card. Um, but yeah, so I learned about Uninvited, and I've played with it before, but I never really saw the the humongous power in it. And I don't see a lot of people playing with it. But you know. I feel like it is a good card to maybe experiment with more. Um, other lessons I learned from today. Uh, let's see here. Uh, my second opponent was... Uh, let's see, I played Casey first, played Jason last. Um, uh, I can't remember who I played second. The... Burr, 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 burr. Anyway, um... Yeah. Oh, that's because I, I, that was my first game against him ever. His name was Mike. Um, and he was playing with a traditional Borg deck, mostly. It wasn't completely traditional. Uh, what was interesting about it is he, uh, he had lots of, uh, he, he did the, this, this typical Borg queen swap out thing, but he also had a touch of assimilation in there. He didn't use the assimilation. He just never got the right draws for it. But, um, luck is such an amazing factor in this game. Um, he claims that, you know, he would have won the next turn if I hadn't have picked his Borg Queen with my hard time at the last second. Um, in his third mission attempt in the Borg Queen, that was it. So, huh, it's amazing just how much luck still plays into second edition. You know, you, it's not over till it's over, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, never just pick up a deck. Don't, don't, don't be the guy who just, you know, goes, oh, the game's over, I'm not even going to bother. Um, you know, play it out in, in any situation and just try and, you know, see where it goes. You can always try to take away a lesson from something in the end, even if even if your opponent's playing really well and, and you feel like you're being left in the dust. Use each game as a learning opportunity. Um, you know, playing against the Borg again, you know, I, each time I face the Borg, I'm like, well, what dilemma should I be playing against this, these guys? Um, is there something I should be doing differently? Do I need to worry about getting assimilated? You know, I've never played against an assimilation deck, and um, if he had done his assimilation deck, I didn't know what to do. And um, at one point, he used some stupid interrupt called Ascertain, I think it was, that turned my Gomtu Shockwave's diplomacy into programming. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Um, and I've never seen that before. So, you know, you don't always expect the unexpected. Uh, and that secured him... The second mission's, uh, he, he solved that second mission. Um, 
So, you know, sometimes you have to think about um, just do you want to, you know, take each mission attempt seriously. Um, you can't be super cocky, especially against, I guess, especially against the Borg. I don't know. But, you know, I, I thought, oh, um, I'm just going to well-prepared defenses and Gantu to stop the one person that might have diplomacy. And then, haha, you don't have telepathy because you're Borg, so let's, let's, let's do this. Nope, he still got past it. Um, I didn't have, like, a swashbuckler or anything. I know swashbucklers are good against the Borg. So, you know, I definitely would have thrown that if I had it. Um, but, hey, so don't take anything for granted in game. Um, always be on your toes, really. And, um, I mean, I could have thrown more dilemmas. And maybe I should have. Um, even, even something as solid as that, I, you know, usually I will throw a couple more dilemmas anyway. Especially if they return to Dilemma Pile, I like to play with a lot of those. So I might play with like Healing Hand or Honorable Pursuit uh, or Honor, whatever that, yeah, the Honor one. And, you know, hopefully stop a couple guys just in case. And since they come back, I don't worry about it so much. So I left counters on the table and it cost me. So it's a good lesson. Don't try not to let that happen to you. So, um,. So those were the main lessons. Um, we played Tribbles beforehand. Um, did I learn anything from Tribbles today? Um, keep it fun. Um, you know, if you win, great. If you don't, whatever. I did win Tribbles, whoopee. Um, but I've been playing the same deck over and over again. And I'm surprised no one said, Corbin, you're playing with that GD deck again. Why don't you get rid of that thing and play something real? You know? No one does that, which is really great. Um, and it has no cards from the newest set in it, which I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to say the new set's stupid or anything. I am trying to, you know, it's cool though. I think what a, the interesting lesson from that is that I learned that second edition is, or uh, Tribbles is not escalating, I, I guess, by definition, right? I don't need cards from the new set to remain competitive against the new cards. Therefore, Tribbles is not escalating. Uh, one person said at one point during the game, you know, they felt that Tribbles is going away from its core of uh, what it used to be, what it was intended to be. And I say all the better. I told him, you know, that's fine. If you like how Tribbles used to be, we can play traditional whenever you want. Um, but I personally thought the traditional format was pretty crappy. You're, th there was an optimal deck the, uh, in my opinion, the go, rescue, discard kind of thing. Um, you know, just basically play with the cards that were there. Um, maybe a poison deck was better. Maybe not. But um, having counters for those and having copies and discards, uh, counters for discard, I think are great. And they keep the game new, fresh, uh, exciting. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm not too worried about the state of triples. I, even with people thinking that the, the game is going under a new um, way. So anyway, um, I'll end it here. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about the state of triples, and I learned a couple of things playing 2E, even though I've been playing for two years, you know? People have been playing a lot longer, but in two years I feel like I'm finally at a good place in 2E. My 2E rating's higher than my 1E rating, <laughs> for what it's worth, but I play a lot of stupid 1E decks, even though I'm a good 1E player. At least in my opinion. I don't mean to, I don't want to toot my own horn. So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. If you have anything you want to say, you can always give me a call at 267-CALL-CPJ. In the meantime, uh, enjoy your 
days of playing Trek, and uh, uh, the new kit looks great. So I'm excited to, you know, I won a pitch uh, fitting in today, which is very cool, and I won some Tribbles cards. So, oh, an Adabo Girl pin. Oh boy, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that, but I'm excited. All right, um, I'm going to wrap it up here. This is Corbin Johnson saying so long. Thanks for all the Trek.